Welcome back to the Green Tea Podcast, everyone, and we are so excited for this new episode. So true, bestie. Anyways, today is <laughs> Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I thought that it's been Monday the whole day. <laughs> that often happens to me because a lot of times I don't work on Tuesdays or I don't um, work on Mondays. I have my internship. So I go to work on Tuesdays and I'm like, oh, first day of the week that I'm working. Therefore, it's Monday. It's yeah. not. It's not. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay because the other day I went to work on I went to work on Saturday and I thought it was Monday. And like I didn't really because like I knew I was scheduled for Saturday. But like whenever I was idly thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Monday. So and then I was like, no, it's not. No, Wait. it's not. <laughs> I was like, oh, it won't be that busy because it's Monday. No, it's Saturday. It's going to be busy. Um, I just got off the phone with my wedding photographer. <gasps> Tell us how it went. Well, it was just a quick, a quick call. Um, It went very well, though. I found Good. somebody finally who's like in the area, in my budget. Mm. Well, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> Not too far outside your budget. Yeah, enough in my budget. She's nice. She has a good editing style. And guys, it's so hard. Like, I feel like finding a photographer was so much harder than I thought. There's so many of them. Yeah. Like, I feel like everybody's a photographer, but photographers are expensive, which I respect. Like, I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Charge your prices. I just can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So I found somebody who fits and i had a really good conversation good. and i'm excited guys my wedding is in less than two months that's so crazy i'm i'm not even getting married and i'm like whoa i know it's so soon and i feel like i have so many things to do like i don't yeah. know what's going on with music i haven't mm. ordered my wedding band i don't know where we're gonna live <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I could just you know i also gra- <laughs> i also graduate in a month oh my god well, like a little bit like five weeks or something okay isn't that weird <gasps> Where are you holding a mental space for after you get married? Like, how do you think that's going to feel? Or what do you think that that's? That's like what I'm looking forward to. But like, how do you think it's going to feel? Do you feel like you're going to be different? Is it like? I don't think so. Because I feel like I'm still planning on being in the area. Like, I'll still be able to hang out with you guys a lot and stop at my family's house. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like, if everything works out well, we'll be around here. Um, I'm not worried. I'm excited. To- I'm sure it'll feel a lot more stable. Yeah, stable because like I was telling Faith, sometimes it's hard, like literally not being close. Like, granted, Austin lives thirty minutes away, mm-hmm. but like thirty minutes is hard when you're driving thirty minutes there and thirty minutes back, and you both like work mm-hmm. thirty plus hours a week. And I have my internship, and we have opposite schedule. It's like, yeah, we're not like physically far, but I haven't seen him in such a long time, yeah. and so I'm excited for like just normal days with him you know like obviously i'm excited for the wedding and the honeymoon and everything else that's to come but mostly i'm excited to be able to like go to bed and just like know that he's there you know yeah like and i also think that a lot of people planning weddings just focus on the wedding and like i am having a good time planning it and stuff and everything's been going really well but also i'm just excited to like be married (laughs) just excited to like have him around you know so i'm very excited I'm so excited for you. Yeah. That's good. You have a lot going or a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like literally graduating, getting married, moving. I'll probably get a new job. I mean, hopefully I'll still stay at, stay at my current job, but have mm-hmm. another job either this summer or in the fall whenever I get my like certification papers. Yeah. Um, My sister's coming back from st- studying abroad. Mm-hmm so many things are going on and i've been like telling that to my boss too because she's kind of been like whoa that's a lot of time off and i'm Mm -hmm. like listen i didn't plan this (laughs) i'm like all of this just happened (laughs) to be happening in the same few weeks you know like i don't know i feel like i've been in college forever so yeah and i didn't plan like oh i'm gonna get married the semester that i graduate that's just how it played out (laughs) yeah and i'm glad it's like it's all fun things too like i'm glad that you're looking forward to it and excited because i know like a lot of it is like building right now, which can be stressful and like time consuming, but I'm so excited. Yeah. For well, it's also it's like, like the next few weeks are the last few weeks of like normal <laughs> things. Like I feel like I have one more normal weekend and then it's the bachelorette trip mm-hmm. and then it's a bridal shower and then it's another bridal shower. Yeah. And then I graduate and then and then I get married and then it's honeymoon and then it's like summer and then I'm, I'm going on a vacation with my family at the yeah. end of July and before I know it it's my birthday yeah oh my god <laughs> my birthday before I know it for reference it's Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas 
let's talk about Christmas. Okay. I miss it. The other day at work, we were closing and I was like, can we listen to Christmas music? (laughs) One of my coworkers was like, is that really what you want? (laughs) Like a little bit concerned. I was like, yeah. Yeah. The other day at work, somebody, whoever was on Ox, there is not Ox. It's like a shuffle playlist, but it was um, totally like um, 2010s pop hits. Like One Direction was playing like their first album. And I was like, oh my God. Who's on your sleigh? <laughs> it was me. Yeah, you snuck yeah. in. No, it was so fun. What did I mean? You also have a single that's coming out or came out. Yes, and I love it. <gasps> Thank you. Yes, my you're also s- doing things. You're also busy bee. I am. I am busy yeah, bee. Yeah, Faith, update us on your life. Oh my God, let me update you. So yes, um, my second single, the one, came out on streaming platforms everywhere. Find me wherever you listen to music. Faith Van Horsen. Van Horsen is two words. Get it right. That person is two words. <laughs> um, no, because I like have seen your last name for like the entirety of my life, yeah. and I still always struggle. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for clarifying for all the listeners. No, you're so welcome. Um, but yeah, please listen and let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. Um, yeah, I've been, I've just been really excited. I think I said this before, but I, every time I do something more with music, I get more excited to do even more with it so yeah. i'm i'm really excited and faith also recently started a class i did i started a voiceover acting class shout out to miss Lori, my teacher she's <laughs> wonderful um it's so much fun i think like all the three of us are all drama kids musical theater <laughs> kids we've all had that bug but um i think like i've always liked acting but i don't remember exactly how it started but i was just like i think voice acting would be fun like i was watching a lot of cartoons in the pandemic and all that kind of stuff and i just think wow wouldn't it be so fun to try that and then i like it just happened i like mentioned it to my mom and then she was like oh well there's like a class in the at the local community college you should try it and so i signed up for it and it was really fun and so i just signed up for the master class and i'm a few weeks into it and it's so much fun already so i'm really excited it's like it's like 27 classes it's like quite a long-term thing so there's a lot of like technique we're gonna learn and like they're gonna help me record demos and all this stuff so i'm really excited about it it's already so much fun and well same thing where where right now it's building for you and it's like it's gonna be a lot of like uh it's it's that journey of like you're in the beginning right now but you're looking forward to it you know no exactly and like even now even though it's like you know, I've barely just started. It's still fun. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah. it's boring now, but it'll get better once. I-. No, it's like the whole process is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's like, those are like the big things that are mm-hmm. happening for me right now. The rest of everything is like, I've been enjoying work. Has been fun. Oh my God, I'm getting ready for my trip to Japan. So fun. I'm so excited. That's oh, so I can't fun. wait. You guys are going to get some souvenirs. Don't worry. Oh my God, cute. Yeah, my yeah. brother went to Japan. And so oh. I'm like, I'd, I'd be interested in going. But yeah, same thing with New oh, York yeah. where I'm like, I'd love to go to the, like a big city and like mm-hmm. go do all the fun stuff. But I'm also terrified of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could live in New York. What business do I have in those city <laughs> streets? <laughs> Thomas. Also, the subways. Like, are you kidding? I could never survive out there. Oh, my God. No, that's true. Because we it's have not for the, the metros in LA. And it's like... <laughs> also, can't we drive. We're in LA. We drive. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I told my cousins... For better or for worse. Yeah, no, <laughs> for better or for worse, yeah. we get in that car. I told my cousins from Amsterdam. Like, I'm like, I drive to and from work every day in my own car. And I go places and everywhere that i have to go i drive oh my god were they absolutely shocked horrified (laughs) (laughs) disgusted because they like if they have a car they use it like minimally maybe once or twice a month yeah like it's like unless they're going someplace outside of the city yeah their public transportation is so good that you simply don't need a car you don't need it and the same was true i was telling some family members on easter actually i was telling them about japan because we'd we'd been that we got we went there in 2019 um and i think they asked like oh do you guys like rent a car and we were like no no way <laughs> like we either walk or we um we take public transportation because it's so it's just so good and also like something else is like i feel like there's um like japanese people are very helpful like i don't think they're not very outgoing like i think it's a big culture thing to like you kind of keep yourself like you don't want to disturb other people and that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. they are like i think especially because like we were it was the first day that we got there we were um trying to navigate transportation and i think they could tell that we were like not <laughs> exactly knowing what was going on and we had like our huge bags we had like just gotten there from the airport and um uh, we got onto this train that was stopped but we didn't realize it was not 
running. <laughs> and we were waiting and I was kind of like, this feels like a little bit longer to wait than than what I was led to believe in Japanese public transportation. And then this guy was like clearly on his way home from work, like had his briefcase, dressed up, businessman. And he was like, hey, are you guys trying to get to this stop? Oh, this train's not running. Come over to this one. And so then we he like led us to the right train. And he was going the same way. And we like just chatted mm-hmm. on the train for a while. And I'm sure he like... They enjoy practicing their English too, I think. So yeah. it's like you get a good conversation. That's so, so exciting. It was really fun. And I just yeah. think we have always had that experience that people are very helpful and friendly, even if they're like, you mm-hmm. know, not usually conversational and like with strangers, you know? Yeah. But it's so fun. And what are you most looking forward to? Like shopping, Ugh. eating, seeing things, oh just God. being with family? A, B, C, and D. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <that> um, <laughs> um, I'm so excited for all of it. I'm so excited. I'm already planning on like packing kind of light so I can bring home so many souvenirs. I've decided I'm not going to hold back because I just love having, I just love having a little thing. I just love having a little. Faith has a lot of little a things. A lot of little things. Oh, you know what? I thought of this earlier. One thing, me and my room have a lot in common. One of them, we're both full of shit. That part. <laughs> It'd be like it. that. Really full. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Thank you. And so I'm planning on, yeah, buying lots of little fun things. Um, I'm so excited for food. I am so excited. I really like going to the temples. Um, there's always just so much to see. And there's also lots of fun little things you can yeah. buy. But like, it's they're so beautiful. And Another nice thing is, like, we'll be there in May, so, look, it'll be warm, but it's not going to be, like, Summer. sweltering. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we were there in 29, it was such a beautiful time of year. We were a little bit late for, like, cherry blossoms, but it was still yeah. so beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited for all of that and just walking, seeing cities, family time, all of it. So excited. I love that. And being full of, like, little things, it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, it's not full of bad things. It's no, all, it's like, fun lovely, things. fun things. One yeah. man's trash is another man's... It's my treasure. Tchotchke. <laughs> <laughs> One man's trash is another man's tchotchke, and that's... And I'm that man. <laughs> One man's trash is Faith's treasure. It's Faith's treasure. No, it's so true. And I was thinking about this earlier today, too. I had to get, like, a... Like a I think I was getting a, a, a push pin to just to, like, pin up the blankets that we have in here for sound. And I knew exactly where it was. And here's the thing. Like I said, my room is just full of stuff. But I know where every single thing is. Mm-hmm. Ask me for something. I've got it. And I know exactly where it is. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. It's so fun. My Anyways, room is my sanctuary. We were doing some updates on our lives. And oh, Thomas. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs> you, no, I I loved what just happened. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying Thomas, I has, do hear from Thomas. also has some exciting stuff going on yeah. right now. Yeah. I moved uh, to an apartment. And I'm living by myself right now. And I'm enjoying it like beyond more than I thought I would. Yay. Um, well, I knew I wanted to live by myself at some point. But like this mm-hmm. has been a lot of peaceful, relaxing. Like I've been able to do yoga in the morning. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, after moving out from the last place, I was like, oh, this is very exciting that I get to like make all these decisions yeah. by myself. And I've been decorating. And oh, yeah, you got a table. And I got uh, my, yeah, <laughs> I got my parents' table. kitchen table. It only took two weeks. <laughs> um, and that's the funny thing is that I had, a, the t- I had it there two weeks. <laughs> Just didn't want to carry it up the stairs. I love that. But, so um, who helped you? My dad. Nice. Um, Shout out Thomas's dad. dad. Bestie. <laughs> Um, TikTok famous. But yeah, I was also gonna bring up too because you were talking about the voice lessons and the idea mm. of like, yeah, you had you know the um, interest in it and the excitement about it, and then it sort of just came up and you had this opportunity and it's yeah. like now this is something that you're invested in and excited mm-hmm. about. And I think that that's how it was with bartending because mm. I'm like, I'm don't even drink, but <laughs> I uh, that's a lie. Well, I drink socially. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink by myself. <laughs> well, we did during the pandemic. We drank together when we were watching Girl, movies. Pandemic was. You're watching movies together while we were remotely. both alone at home. <laughs> remotely, yeah. Um, pandemic was different. You can't judge anything by pandemic. But <laughs> on standards. YouTube, I was talking. I think I mentioned this before. I was talking about how I loved watching bartending videos. So it was like something that was in my stratosphere. Yeah. Um, and then Rose needing a bartender was the perfect excuse oh, for me to be like, let me buy stuff and get into it and have fun with it. And it's like exciting. Yeah. yeah my um, wedding venue needs a licensed bartender if you're serving alcohol, which is funny because I've had people tell me that you don't even need your license to work at a bar. <laughs> but it's just a formality. I'm sure like because we need insurance and stuff too mm. for the wedding day. So I'm sure it's a legal thing. But I was talking to Thomas about it one day and just complaining. And I was like, (laughs) jokingly, hey, Thomas, (laughs) how would you feel about getting your bartender license? And then like that night, he was like, got it. Yeah, literally, (laughs) because it was, um, I mean, I work in food service. So I like it was something that looked similar to 
things I've already figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also I'm a big believer in that when you think of something, even if it's just in the back of your mind, and you're just like, oh, that'd be cool, something's gonna come around and make it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I think my toxic trait is that I'm like things are gonna work out. Well, I think every time there's always gonna be opportunities for you, mm-hmm. and then once you sort of think about something or you realize something that you connect with, mm-hmm. and then that opportunity presents itself, and it's like. That's, that part. yeah, it when when it does come and the timing's correct. You'll see no, it. I yeah. completely agree. Like, yeah. Faith, what you just said about thinking that everything's going to work out eventually, <laughs> that's so me. <laughs> like, I like I didn't start planning my wedding until, like, three months ago. <laughs> and now, like, everything's coming together. Yeah. Well, I know you've said before, too, that, like, when you hit a wall and you're like, oh, I'm planning this and I just can't find anything for this. Or, like, I can't find something to budget. You say it out loud to us. And then I'm like, oh, well, I know somebody. Or, like, Thomas was like, oh, I can bartend. And it's like oh my god it just works it out just you just have to out. say it out loud you just put it out there yeah not to be like, like a manifestation but it's also like you put it out into universe universe yeah you know 100 you know? or yeah and i know people that think that they have the worst luck and <laughs> they look at everything in such a negative sense and they think that nothing comes easy to them mm. and i empath- empathize and yeah. like understand i'm like yeah like that sucks but like I'm not in your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, I mean, as much as I do know that I I do work hard, I get places early, I put in work, but also I feel like I've, I'm kind of just hoping and, yeah. and crossing my fingers that it all comes it together, you know? And it, it has. Yeah. I'm like, it's been working so far. <laughs> yeah. And I also think, oh, sorry, you go, Thomas. I was going to say you, that, that doesn't give credit to how much work you have put into it, though, and how much yeah. you care. And, you know, you see all yeah. the little details that you know that you mm-hmm. want. It's, and it's for like, sure mindset. Yeah. yeah. And also because you're looking for those things, too. Like, I think once it becomes like in your, once it comes into your line of sight i guess your mind's eye your mind's eye thank you once it comes into there it's like you're thinking about it you're looking for it and you're gonna find that opportunity like i think some of like the best experiences that i've ever had in my life were just like it came up and then i was like oh my god wait that seems kind of fun maybe Maybe i do want that and then i choose it and and it and it it just it just works out even when i'm like wait this isn't this isn't gonna go right or like this is going wrong eventually it works. Yeah, and I've seen people even like say online that if you were not able or if you don't feel capable for the job, it wouldn't be open for you. Mm. Like you wouldn't get the chance to apply for it if you weren't ready or something. Mm. Or like if somebody is going into an interview and feels like they're not capable oh, or competent, so it's like you're if already you're there. You're in, the, you're in the interview. Yeah. It's like, you know, like even You've if you this don't far? get it, it's like you like you know just gotta yeah. have the mindset of things work out for me and then like you said looking out for things once you have it in your yeah. mind because i've been thinking about a wedding photographer for like nine months yeah of course <laughs> like yeah. since i got engaged yeah. right and i only started planning the wedding a few months ago i only have had my date for so long mm-hmm. and then there was a solid few weeks where i just thought this was never gonna work out and it worked out. I found somebody in my budget. I like her editing style. She's been super kind. The hours make sense for her. Like, yeah, you know, you got to be on the lookout. Yeah, it's so true. And especially with stuff like that also, like, not that there, it isn't work and you're not like putting in labor, exactly. but it's also fun stuff kind of like it's your photographer for your wedding. So it's like you are going to put in that time because it's exciting too. Yeah. And I think that that is also why things like good things have worked out. Um, in my experience because it's like like it was like oh i want to try voice acting and then i'm like wait that sounds fun i'm thinking about it and i want to do it it's like i have two doctor's appointments that i need to make that i haven't made because i'm like i don't want to make a doctor's appointment but once (laughs) i sit down to it and do it it'll be fine but like yeah but like once when it's something fun that you want to invest your time into and look for i think it just becomes that much more likely that you're going to get something because you're you're putting in the effort because you're excited about it yeah that's fair i was yeah gonna say too it's like when you believe in yourself because the person you're Anything going into possible. that <laughs> when you're going into that hypothetic interview it's like that person doesn't know you so as long as yeah. you can like hold that candle for yourself and be able to say like i am the person that you're looking for then yes. they're gonna believe you and then there you go you are the person that you want to be and ah. i don't yeah i i mm-hmm. don't like it when people complain and i think that's just a pet peeve of mine in general <laughs> but i think a lot of the times so i'm the type of person that's like well People don't know me the way that I know me. And if I can create what I want that to look like, then I'll become who I want to be. Like, for example, with my internship, man, it's been so hard. (laughs) Like, I feel like the first week that I started, I just thought, 
why am I here? I don't, I am like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not Mm -hmm. capable. Who let me do this? (laughs) You know, and it just took a few weeks of getting comfortable with the therapy sessions, getting to know the kids that I'm working with a little bit better, learning new therapy techniques and stuff. And now I'm not saying that I have it completely figured out, but I'm a lot better off than I was a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it just took getting used to it. So, and I, it was capable Yeah, <laughs> as much yeah. as I didn't feel like I was, I had every single thing that was needed to be there. I took the classes, I passed them, I applied, got accepted and got like placed there for a reason. Yeah. So, so true. The growing pain of like being not like having more responsibilities, but just like when I became a manager at work, it was like, I would go to sleep almost scared of the training process because i was like this is gonna change everything and i'm like not gonna know how to do things and i'm gonna have to like be uh, like a beginner and i don't like starting from the beginning yeah i like being sort of in control or like understanding what's happening but um yeah that same sort of like once you go past that growing pain it's like oh this is easy and i was always able to do this yeah um i similarly like i went through that when i became a shift lead at my work i mean i have since got a new job (laughs) but when i was a shift lead at my old job i remember (laughs) when i got texted in the group chat like the ship lead group chat the first time somebody was like oh like who broke this or like does anybody know where this is and i was just confused like i don't know i just i just work here and it took me a second to remember wait no you're in charge now um if something breaks on your shift you tell somebody Mm -hmm. you're responsible for communicating that i just remember being confused yeah (laughs) why would i know had to be more conscious about what was going on in the cafe yeah. uh-huh. I also but feel like, oh i feel like there is a grace period too where it's like you're supposed to learn like you're so no, yeah. like you don't have to show up knowing everything yeah, i didn't get in trouble i was just literally no, taking yeah. no but that's what i was gonna say too <laughs> yeah because it's like yeah but now i'm so much better at like yeah. being not only at my job but like in general now i have a better idea of like keeping an eye on my surroundings and yeah. like having you know i like you learn from those you have to learn, yeah you have to learn it it's not something that you just straight yeah. up know like even during my voice class um something that they've mentioned is a good thing is that you need to be able to like take direction which i think is important because i think that i have a solid enough background that like i can make a choice i can make an acting choice or a delivery choice Mm -hmm. but i'm often like i don't know is that what you want like is that what you're looking for and so direction i think helps me but sometimes if i do do it a certain way and then they're like okay let's try it like this inside i'm like damn i should have made a better choice but it's like how am i supposed to know if they just say okay go ahead and start you have to start somewhere and then they're going to give you direction and if you can take the direction that's the important part and so i think that's something to learn too that it's like yeah yeah, i'm not going to show up to this class that i you know this is a technique i've never tried before how am i going to show up to this class and think i know everything when the point is to go there and like be taught and learn you know and so i think that's true with a lot of things especially with like if you're taking on more responsibilities at work or you're trying something you've never tried before it's okay to show up and like be confused and not know anything it takes some humility to be like i'm gonna give whatever i can give Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna improve and always do better and learn from you know every experience but also take that humility to be like people might not like it or i might mess up and you just have to let it go you can't let it you know i think i've also gotten a lot better on like if i'm getting direction or if i'm like at work and i mess something up and Mm -hmm. someone like corrects me it's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's not a reflection on me mm-hmm. as a person. It's just, oh, I didn't know this or I yeah. thought I knew this or someone else told me something different that doesn't apply anymore mm-hmm. and we can fix it and move on and yeah. not have it be Yeah, you and know, with the voice situation. lesson, it's like it's going to be a problem if you're that person that's like, well, I did it the way that I wanted to do it and it's yeah. like, it's like, no, and then it's like, you're... Well, you're just not going to get jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people aren't going to want to work people with you. People aren't going to work with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's you, so true. That, yeah, versatility and grace. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Also, I personally am very sensitive and take criticism to heart. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is difficult. Oh, um, yeah. Taking think, criticism is a skill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I also think that there is... A difference between criticism and um like redirection or like you, what, oh, yeah. what was the word you were using mm. um is just taking direction right yeah <laughs> yeah because i'm I like i don't that... know what, you know that one kelly audio and she's like i talk a lot so i learned to do myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that one that's me <laughs> um but yeah i think that it is important to know the difference yeah and, and think about it you know especially yeah. for somebody who is like hypersensitive 
sometimes it's super easy for me to get overwhelmed with something and shut down or just think that I'll never get it. And sometimes you need to like, A, be like, well, that was actually rude and you didn't have to say that Mm -hmm. and stand up for yourself or Mm -hmm. take a step back and be like, hold on what were they actually saying yeah maybe there's some yeah. maybe there's a gem in there yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think that's true because i've had moments and sometimes it's also just like a situational thing where like i've been at work and had someone like correct me on something or just mention something i don't remember exactly what it was but one time my coworker just like was like oh like careful or like you know don't do that or something and i think just because it was in the moment it was busy and there was a lot going on and i was and I like I took it in and I, it was fine but inside I was like oh my god why did you say that I'm so annoyed I'm so upset and then it was like oh I need to go on my break and have a snack <laughs> yeah and it was that or it was like oh there was just a like three different people had questions and then they also told me that and then I just got overwhelmed so sometimes it's like oh actually that was good information for me to have it just wasn't the right moment yeah. and sometimes that it's sometimes that's on you and you just have to be like okay i will take that in at a later at a later date but you live through that and then the next time that it happens to you you have that like experience of like oh, exactly. oh wait now i can like better do this and exactly. even if it still hurts you at least can remember that yeah it's i think it's like a lot of things it kind of just takes some practice yeah. and you just kind of got to go through it there and, was a girl at work who told me make sure you're asking customers if they want iced or hot <laughs> which like for one, I've been new. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a barista bef- before. So yeah. that like kind of irked me because I was like, I-, I promise you I'm asking everybody. Mm-hmm. If it comes out wrong, they said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay? yeah. Um, And I was like very upset. Like I was yeah. like, I mean, and I didn't say anything to her. But I took a few minutes like being angry because yeah. I was thinking, I thought this girl was my friend. She was talking <laughs> to me. And now she thinks I need to ask customers <laughs> if they want their drink hot or ice. I don't know. And then like the next day, everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she is cool. And we are friends. Yeah. You know? no, exactly. I just was like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I will make all of them hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's true. Like, I think also like, there are times where I think I have a good take and I'm like, I'm going to tell them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I have to, and I've learned my, le- and I feel like that was something that was never a big thing, but I think I also learned like, I don't need to share my input every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I think I rarely do now. Just I because wish it's other like, people knew that. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to share your input yeah. every time. <laughs> well, also because like for something like that, it's like, was there a problem? Like, was it like, multiple people were like i asked for hot and it was made ice or was it just like she thought maybe you need a reminder like i just think sometimes you have to decide what's the moment mm -hmm. when i should share something and what's the moment where Mm -hmm. i need to just yeah let go a little bit and the same girl well maybe this girl has an issue whatever the (laughs) next time she was like oh make sure you like grab the receipt and put it over here Mm -hmm. and i was like i didn't bring up that person oh yeah and i was like no, I'm going to tell you that I didn't do that. Yeah. No, because sometimes that is a, a good thing, they too. They just assume and like, that it's the new person. Oh, yeah. I have had moments like that where um, maybe it's, like, information that I've already gotten. Because I'm also – I work on call, so I'm not in all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there are moments where I'm like, oh, I do need help finding this thing because I'm just not in all the time. One of my coworkers is super – I love her so much. And she's always like, yeah, always ask. You're not even in here that much. So, like, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Like, totally. And she's super helpful. Um, and there will be other times where, um, yeah, I'll either forget something and then I get correction or advice and it, it's helpful. But then other times it's like, I know that and I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Like, I know that, I and, know I've that and I've been doing it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and so sometimes it's like, it's well-intentioned, but it's also like, did I actually make a mistake or did you just decide to share that? You know? Right. I don't know. I think that especially like being someone who works in food, I maybe this is just a me problem, but I'm always scattered. So I like talking out loud and communicating. And Mm -hmm. I think that as long as people can hear me say stuff, it's like you will at least pass that knowledge on to the next person. And it's like that's how you kind of get the word around and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I think there's also just two sides of the coin of like on one hand, someone can say something and it'll ruin my day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But on the other hand, I am also will like struggle with like someone will say something and i'll just completely discount it and disregard it because i'm like that person doesn't know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and i also want to be the person that's self-aware and can at least figure out what's being said and even if it's by someone that i don't trust it's like what are they seeing and can Mm -hmm. at least sort of see it from their side and if i still hate it and disagree then that's (laughs) fine but like also slowing down and just thinking about it yeah and i think if more people did that um you know things would a lot be a lot easier yeah um, what if we all just got along? Yeah. I was going to say something else about that too before the conversation moves. Mm. 
But um, the were you gonna say? Something? I just say I'm tired. No, because I'm tired <laughs> too. I'm tired too. The um, it's swinging back and forth. Whatever that pendulum of like, on one hand, like I feel like I'm oversensitive. On the other hand, I feel like I'm being um, cold. Yeah, mm. I think finding that balance is harder See, than you think. That's so funny. Like that's a I, being cold. Like I feel like I never have that problem. Mm. I think I overextend myself. I mm. think I think of the best in everybody. And when somebody does something that goes against my idea of them being super kind, funky, fresh person, <laughs> I'm taken back. Mm-hmm. Taken aback? Taken aback, yeah. I'm just confused. I'm no, like, I why, agree. No, why would you tell me that the drink needs to be cold? <laughs> <laughs> you were so good to me. <laughs> I think I do that too. You know, something that I notice is that like um, I'll see stuff just like on social media and it'll be some kind of like male manipulator thing or like someone like a woman will make a tiktok about like i can't believe this dude told me this and i'm like they were manipulating me Mm. (laughs) i was like oh my god that was bad like uh, they weren't acting in good faith the whole time like i think i am sometimes so shocked like i don't know if that's just naivete or what but sometimes i think i'm so shocked when people aren't just nice and beautiful and wonderful yeah so it's funny that like you know that you're oversensitive so therefore sometimes you have to keep to yourself and know that if you engage you'll end up getting hurt. Yeah. Mm. And I think all I do is engage. (laughs) And then I get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think I've experienced definitely both sides of it. And it's like, I also am very strong in like believing that there's no such thing as being oversensitive. It's like people are sensitive and sensitivity is so beautiful and it shows that you have like a heart. Let's dive into that. Um, Yeah. I think sensitivity is very not neutral, but like, it can be helpful and it can be bad, you know? Yeah. It could be beneficial and it could take over your, you know, mental space. But once you, like, learn how to harness that, it's so important to be sensitive and it's so... Yeah. It is. It's a good trait. It's not a bad trait to I have. I think so, too. <laughs> I think it's really important, actually, because I think yeah. that it's very um, easy to... I think it's easy... Close yourself off. Yes, and to not be sensitive. To not be sensitive. I think it's very... Well... To be numb. Yeah. And I think for me, like, that would be something that would be very difficult. I think I do, like, take things in and I'm sensitive to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that if I tried to just, like, shut everything down, like, on the one hand, it would kind of be easier just because you wouldn't have to f- focus on all that energy that comes with, like, taking things in or what you're giving out. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's important to be sensitive because I think that that's what helps you connect with other people. We see the world and, in a different way. Yeah. And I also just think it's everyone can have a little more empathy for everyone around us. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you choose to shut yourself off from being sensitive, you also shut yourself off to connecting with other people. No, I agree. And I think that a lot of people look down on being sensitive and Mm -hmm. they think that you're being dramatic. You have too many feelings, which is a big reason why a lot of times I do share the happiest version of myself, but in a different place and with specific people, obviously you guys, I do share more sensitive and deeper parts of myself. Um, And it is special and it can even be frustrating for people who are super sensitive. I think that I definitely go through periods where I wish things didn't affect me so much. I wish I didn't cry when she said the drinks had to be. Oh my God. No, I didn't cry. But like like my manager sent me a message the other day and I texted both you guys and I texted Austin Mm -hmm. and my mom and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) quit. And I, and I think that's good, though, I, because here's the thing. Like, sometimes it's not rational, but I am going to tell everyone about it. <laughs> because I yeah. think that that's helpful, especially because I think it's okay to be sensitive. And I think it's important to, like, share that. Because if someone says something hurtful to me, I am going to talk to – like, I'm going to talk to my mom, and I'm going to talk to you guys, and I'm going to text everyone I know to just be like, I can't believe this happened. But that doesn't mean I'm going to take it out on that person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be able to channel it where you need to so it's like maybe i'm not gonna have this blow up with this person because i don't want that that's gonna make it worse but i do need to talk about it somewhere and so i think it's good to have places that you can yeah and i completely agree with what you were saying earlier that being numb and not being sensitive is the easy route you know and people look down on and on sensitive people and act like we're the weak ones when everybody who's numb and goes through life without connecting or feeling things are the ones that like have it easy like i wish it was i could go through life without worrying about what people think or how i'm making them feel or what i'm feeling about something you know yeah that's what i think i also think even that is like that's hard in a different way you know what i mean i think if you go through just being like numb and like not letting anything in 
it's hard in a different way. It's like you can't really connect with people that way. And I think that for me, if I was living my life, it's isolating. And I think that having lived through periods of my life where I felt isolated from other people, oh my God, that is hard. That is so hard. It's such a difficult way to live for me. And I think for everyone, we're all social creatures. You know, humans are social animals. And I think that to go through life isolating yourself, I think is just a difficult way to move through the world. And I think there's also something to be said for like – like i think we're all like outside of like the male female like experience i think being more open is kind of something that's associated with like women or like as a more feminine i'm doing air quotes for all our (laughs) listeners like a feminine thing um and i do think that that is something that is like a separate thing to manage for people who are you know for men or male presenting i think it's a lot harder to be sensitive because you are Mm. opened up to a lot of other like like ridicule and stuff like that and i just oh, think well, outlets that's... and like locker room talk and oh stuff i feel like i was not exposed <laughs> to that yeah. i was very lucky to go to like a private elementary school and even like i remember going from private school to middle school and having mm-hmm. like culture shock <laughs> oh. <laughs> like obviously nothing too crazy because i am not scarred <laughs> but like just being confused by like people dating i was like huh <laughs> like we're in sixth grade <laughs> yeah well i think yeah it's like I think that vulnerability is really important, but I do think that like men who are vulnerable, I think it's great. And I think all men can be more vulnerable, but I do think that there is like, um, a lot of societal pressure to not be that way. Mm-hmm. If you are male. expectations. And, and yeah. There's a lot of expectations of like, you should be stoic and you should handle your shit and that kind of stuff. And which is very I think it's sad. emphasized by the Republican party and mm-hmm. the patriarchy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what it is. There's a lot. I, and I think it's a very controversial, um, topic to almost want to increase that help for men because i think that it's a lot of like you know men have created so many bad things that there's that energy of like well why are we helping them and stuff but there's been so much social damage that it's like we have to fix the problem yeah um and when so much of it comes from machismo Mm. and like toxic masculinity or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. there is Uh, an obligation to sort of look at gender and actually decide what we're doing and how do we you know secure the freedom of expression while also learning how to balance the playing field (laughs) for everyone to give them all you know equal opportunity and it's tough it's something that no one's figured out and that's because (laughs) it's hard yeah yeah (laughs) that's because it's hard it's hard no Um, i think that's so true yeah with the thing with the sensitive sensitivity too it's like it's all about the emotional intelligence of learning how to deal with it and yes which is hard i don't have any (laughs) yeah and i i didn't for a long time i didn't for a long time but one thing that i think i took away from therapy that helped me the most was identifying when something was um catastrophic and inconvenient mm. and i think that sort of that's good <laughs> that's <laughs> sort of <laughs> <laughs> that sort of like yes sensitivity can ruin your day and ruin your week and your month even <laughs> yeah. <Been> there <laughs> no keep going <laughs> <laughs> um, you also do learn how to manage that and how to be like let me sit in my car after work and like oh. actually like yes yeah. that was inconvenient but at least i've recognized that that's not gonna you know threaten the entirety of my existence oh yeah and yeah. it's like you get to like breathe through it a little bit better and what and things are threatening and yeah. what things really did deeply hurt you that you need to sit on for a minute mm-hmm. yeah and that even so just true. identifying that is the yeah, it, being able to categorize <laughs> yeah i've seen yeah there's a lot of good graphics on instagram i'm a big graphics girl. i love an infographic no me too i love when things <laughs> are like written down or like presented in a pretty way and i saw one talking about therapy and basically it was the idea of everybody having their own guarded garden with like flowers and grass and stuff and people think that going to therapy is like taking out the bad like the weeds right and taking out the bad parts and like having it all Mm. figured out when really she said that going to therapy is like compartmentalizing your 
your garden. You're like hmm. being able to identify your emotions and know what's going on and not letting your emotions control you. That's you know, true. and it's not like taking away the bad and figuring out everything. It's about like, hmm, maybe let me think about this. Let yeah. me identify this. And it is a work in progress like a garden is. You're not taking out the bad plants. You're identifying which plants are which and you're learning how to take care of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're so watering true. the plants yeah. that are dying, actually. Like, you know? actually, they're they're not weeds. They just maybe need to be replanted and put over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside of my garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think you're right. I think recognition has been, like, the biggest, mm-hmm. like, opportunity for growth for me because i think that one of the hardest things was like i think since i've like been on the journey of like growing emotionally mm-hmm. and like recognizing things i need to work on and and what i need help with um i think i've always been pretty good about like being able to name like what is stressing me out or what's worrying me but i think it's also been being able to like categorize like yes is this catastrophic or is this an inconvenience has also been a huge thing because like i said like someone will tell me something at work and then i'm like oh my god that made me feel some kind of way but also it'll be fine in an hour you know and there are also other things where it's like that made me feel weird and i still feel weird about it days later maybe this is a bigger deal than i thought it was you know what it is for me i think what happens too is when i do feel sad or when i do feel like something's bothering me Nothing feels better than knowing like, oh, I know what's bothering me Mm -hmm. and I know this is going to go away and I know that this feels like it's going to last forever. But like I have the knowledge that like time and space will actually just having (laughs) that like, oh, this feels like it's taking forever to get over. Yeah. But like. I'm recognizing it and I'm learning and that's crazy. I didn't know people could do that. (laughs) And uh, uh, the other thing too, like on that note is that like. You know, have you heard people talk about, like, intellectualizing your mm-hmm, feelings? Mm-hmm. No. I think, oh, oh, my gosh, let me bring this up, Ben. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's like, oh, my God, it's such a weird thing to, like, try to explain. But basically, I think that I'm really good at it because I can say, ooh, this is how I feel and this is why I feel it. That's like being Now reflective. I should be over. Well, no, here's the thing is, it- is that if you're intellectualizing it, you may not be feeling it. Yes, it's you know? using your logic it's over your It's using your logic heart. to like kind of cover it up. Yeah. So you're saying, so like, okay, yeah. let's say, you know, somebody laughed at me and then I'd be like, oh my God, I realize why I'm sad. It's because they laughed at me. Okay, we can move on. But then mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm still sad because yeah. that still happened. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, oh my God, it's so hard. But sometimes you just have to sit in it. Mm-hmm. You just have to Is be it like sad. like deep diving into it? Not even. It's kind of like. Just, hmm, just being okay with it being in your head? Maybe. No. Maybe let me what Google it is, the definition. Yeah, you go the definition while <laughs> I go, say my you piece. You go, Thomas, yeah. <laughs> what it is, I think it's not letting you just discount something and being like, okay, I know that be- the reason I'm sad is because he laughed at me, so I should get over it now. Instead of that, it's being like, well, that part is intellectualizing your f- emotions. Where instead you should really like be okay with sitting into it and being and you know like just because you named it and know why it happened doesn't mean that you have to move on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Should I read what I found? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is just like the first hit. Um, let's see. So these are like questions. It says. So it says, um, when something or someone hurts you, do you try to learn everything you can about it? Maybe you read books, follow professionals on Instagram, and try to understand all the details. When you're talking about something upsetting, is it easy for you to just list off and describe what is happening? intellectually which i think is something i do i mm-hmm. say this happened and it hurt and this is what i'm doing as opposed to i am feeling this way mm-hmm. or it's like i'm feeling sad but like i know it's going to be over soon it's mm-hmm. like it's like you're skipping to the end it's mm-hmm. like you actually need to feel sad before yeah. you can feel better you know this last one says um do you struggle with talking about emotions but excel at problem solving and talking about the intricate details? So do you feel sad and then you're like, but I know it'll be fine. I'll move on. Yes. And I'm also weirdly good at problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> I said that today at work. Yeah. I said if there's one thing I'm good at, it's, a it's problem, problem solving. solving. I feel like I'm so quick on my feet. Yeah. If something happened, I'm so like fast to think, oh, I have this ready to go. Let me tie this up. Let me call this person. Like I'm very very fast at yeah. putting things together and knowing what goes but next that's and that can be a good thing the beauty of it of like having not necessarily a flaw but having a trait or a characterization that's like that that's like well in this aspect of my life it, i feel like i'm discounting my own feelings and i feel like i'm not letting myself um experience 
being vulnerable mm. however this same trait in another aspect of my life like at work like i'm able to move past the emotional parts yeah. of things and just say how can i get this done how can i move on to this how can yeah. i figure and this problem out and so it's like that is a hard problem to have but it's also something that you shouldn't feel guilty about or like yeah well i think that's an important way to like acknowledge when that coping mechanism is good and when you need to let it take a back seat because i think you're right like if something comes up at work and something is happening right now yes you need to solve it and you need to be able to address it but then afterwards you need to be able to like process and let it out and be like okay that was a crazy day and i need to decompress like i think that like i do think you're a really good problem solver res and i think that that's an important i literally do too that's one of my biggest strengths i think yes but that's also why i think sometimes it can be easy for you to like be sensitive about other things because maybe you're not processing the problem that happened. You're just oh, getting no, straight just into problem solved, the side. and then you're done with it because it's like, Oh, problem solved. And it's like, yeah, maybe it's over and the problem is solved, but that doesn't mean you can't still feel some no, kind of way. Jump back in and see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Like I think yeah. in my experience, like I've had, you know, relationship things not work out. And then like immediately after I can be like, okay, this didn't work. And this is why, and it is a good thing. And I'm glad that I'm here now. But I can still be sad. Like, I think that's something that's <laughs> important, too. I can too. still be sad. I can still be sad because I think that's important because I think it's easy to just be like, okay, this problem is solved. But whatever came with it is still there. And sometimes <laughs> you need to actually just sit in it. And sometimes there's nothing to do but feel it. And I think that was something that I had the hardest time learning. Um, not to bring up another TikTok audio to explain <laughs> things. No, it's but, helpful. <laughs> right? Well, you know that one where I think it's Shit's Creek and it's like, okay, now you fold in the cheese. And he's like, how? Yeah. What does that mean? And he's like, you you fold it in. But what do you mean? You fold it in. And so I think that's kind of how it is with like feeling your feelings and not intellectualizing it. It's like, well, how do you feel? You feel, you feel it. Yeah. How do you feel? You feel it. Like uh-huh. <laughs> there's nothing to do but sit in it. And maybe it feels terrible. But you kind of have to do that to, like, process it and then move on and actually have the problem be solved and over, you know? Yeah. But a part of that, I think, is definitely, like, learning when something's just inconvenient or catastrophic and being able Mm -hmm. to say, like, oh, I am feeling something, but this is... I can see it in a bigger picture now. Yeah. yeah when you and were I talking, feel like I can control it. Sorry. No, when you were talking about um, intellectualizing your feelings earlier... I thought we were talking about it in a positive light. Oh, <laughs> well, like, that's I think why identifi- I was confused. I was like, wait, it. that doesn't sound good. Well, yeah, well, identifying your feelings is something that is really important. And that's why I think like it's two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Like you have to be able to acknowledge what you're feeling and why and where it came from, because that's part of feeling it and getting through it. So I think you have to be able to do both. You have yeah. to be able to recognize and understand it and kind of pick it apart but then you also have to be able but to also, just sit in it and yeah, that it can't be your whole coping that can be mechanism. the whole thing yeah so i think you gotta do interesting uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> i love that no yeah yeah that balance yeah um i was gonna say we should talk about the enneagram <gasps> yes just because i feel like this kind of is a good bridge to no get we're really there. getting into it i um, know i am a type seven mm-hmm. um and for those of you that aren't familiar with the Enneagram, it's basically a personality typing test. There's types one through nine. And within that, there's a, so many other things. There's different triads of what you base your decisions off of. And people can also have different wings um, that are the numbers next to you. And it's just kind of the number that you lean into more. So many different like roads you can go down. Um, but the reason why I brought it up is because being a seven definitely aligns with the way that I view my emotions and deal with them. And sevens are kind of known to put on a happy, outgoing persona. And that definitely is who I am. But that also means that the harder things (laughs) in life and the things that are very sensitive are hard for me to deal with. And I want to push them to the side because happy is my most comfortable emotion. Mm. And I get very uncomfortable when I'm sad or when I'm mad. Like, I think mad is the most (laughs) difficult emotion for me. If I ever get mad at something, it very quickly turns into sad. Mm. (laughs) You know? So I just (laughs) think that's super interesting. Yeah. I am a type nine. Um, I'm a nine wing one. Mm -hmm. And um, nines are also like... I think their little nickname is like the peacekeeper. Yes. Right. And I, I identify with that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, like conflict is my, 
is public enemy number one. I don't <laughs> ever want to be in conflict with anyone or anything. And um, like you said, too, anger, I think, is my most uncomfortable emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, even being sad, I can be sad. I can deal with that. That's a familiar thing. Happy, love happy. <laughs> Would be content to be happy forever. Um, but if I'm angry, that is something that I struggle with. Like, when I first started therapy, um, I was like, having a tough situation with someone I knew and a huge part of that was that I was angry and I did just I just did not know how to handle that <laughs> at all like yeah. I was like I'm really angry but like I know they didn't mean it or like I this was an accident but like I'm really and I was like but they're not a bad person and I remember my therapist told me like they don't have to be a bad person for you to be angry with them and that like rocked my world <laughs> I was like oh my god you mean I can I think a big thing for me is I feel like I have to be justified in my anger yeah and if i if for some reason i think i'm not then it doesn't exist like Mm -hmm. and i think not to really get into it but like sometimes like with my brother and i like we'd fight right and maybe then like we'd hit each other and then he he hit me back and i'd get really scared and i'd so i'd have to go to my mom but then i would never want to say like oh my god he hit me because it's like well i hit him too so (laughs) i can't be upset you know (laughs) or like he said something mean but i said something mean so i can't be mad that he said something mean and it's like actually you can be upset you just have to recognize that we both played a part yeah and i think that that is something that i have had to learn a lot about is that like you can be angry and not have it make sense yeah and just the fact that you're feeling that way is justified enough yeah um i also thought that it's funny that you brought that up that you would go like tell your mom but then you wouldn't really know what to <laughs> no, say because well, i would just wouldn't because i'd be like I can't be mad. Because like, yeah. <laughs> even now, I mean, obviously my siblings and I used to do that too. Right. Um, but also like now when I go over to my parents' house, I don't live with my family right now. Um, and I haven't lived with them in like two years now or whatever. Um, but I'll go and visit them and I'll go into my brother's room and I'll just be like, dad, Chris is hitting me. <laughs> uh, my dad just yells like, but he just yells back, you probably deserved it. <laughs> and I'm fully just like standing in his room. I just, I literally just walked in and I'm yeah. like, Chris hit me, dad. <laughs> Thomas, tell us about your type. Yeah. What Enneagram type are you? Yeah. I don't know it that well, but I'm going to say what I think it is and you can correct me if I'm wrong. For those of you that don't know, my name is Rose. And She's our resident expert. On I'm Enneagram. the resident Enneagram <laughs> gal. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram three, which I believe is much like being a Capricorn in the sense that it's um, the achiever is the name of it. Achiever, the achiever, the Capricorn. I mean, the achiever, <laughs> um, which is very like sta- stability. Almost you have, you know, you care about money and, you know, financial and stuff. And you also have that like logic over emotion mindset. And Mm -hmm. you would rather have, you know, a safe place to live that's stable than like have, uh, then pursue like a romantic relationship. Like you have priorities in different places. Okay. I'll give you like a six out of 10. Okay. I'll take it. (laughs) I feel like you were very much. D is passing. (laughs) (laughs) D's get degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you were very much diving into who you are. Uh, I was just kind of doing Capricorn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've changed. I think I have like built a lot of my personality around being a Capricorn, but I'm also, <laughs> I think I've also evolved and adapted. I think so too. Um, but I was just going to say, it's funny that you said logic over emotion because there is a um, a head triad and three is not in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the head triad is five, six, seven. Okay, Ooh. okay. And Wait, then, yeah, head triad is, yeah, five, five six, six, seven. seven. And then I think I'm in the gut triad. Yeah, so eight, eight nine, nine one. one is the okay. gut, and two, three, four is actually heart. Heart. <gasps> and, but, but that also makes sense because you are a wing four. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that just, I mean, it's obviously not based on like everything. I think that you yeah. can make a big decision, and obviously everybody uses their head for that. <laughs> um, but that just means like generally what you're going to lean more into is what feels right to you in your heart. And where you're going to go, you know? Yeah, which I think is on- honestly fair. And I think that before... I think that makes sense. I think Capricorn might be a little bit more logic over heart. And I think mm-hmm. it does... I have at least myself found um, a lot more... In my decision making, at least, I'm being the person that's like, what do I want to do? What's actually like... What's, yeah. Yeah, you know? For sure. I definitely see that. 
Um, and I also was going to say that threes, one of their big things is just needing to prove themselves, which mm. I think is so true with you. You mm-hmm. feel like you need to work for recognition. And mm-hmm. when you meet somebody yeah. new, you need to prove to them how successful you are, how hard you're going to work at something. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is because your childhood wound is that when you were little, you often did not get recognized unless you achieved something, oh. unless you got an award or did well in school or did something above and beyond you like that was when your parents were very very <laughs> try being a queer brown kid what else did i have to do <laughs> what else could i have done that's the other thing about the enneagram is it will absolutely rip you to shit they, they say this is what happened when you were a baby that just absolutely crushed the you. whole reason why, why you, are. you are the way you are yeah which is also oh one of my favorite parts about the enneagram which i tell people all the time is that so many personality tests like um myers-briggs or even if we want to say that star signs are a personality test Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of people very very believe like very much believe in that but i'm just grouping it with that Mm -hmm. for right now or whatever um they will tell you how you're going to act in a certain situation like they'll be like this is what's going on right now this is probably how you're feeling Mm -hmm. blah 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 but the enneagram literally goes to the root they say this is why actually it's because this happened it's because these are what your instincts are you know and obviously you can't base everything off of the enneagram or everything off of astrology or whatever but i think it's a very very good um social awareness tool i think it's a yeah a very good tool to grow and see why you're doing the things that you are what your gut instincts are where you can go in the future because it also tells you what things to lean into and Mm -hmm. like this is what you're going to look like if you're unhealthy these are the things that you're going to go to and yeah. these are the things that you're going to go to if you're actually doing pretty well and you're in a healthy mindset. That's you know? another thing I like about the Enneagram is that they sh- they do a good job of saying, okay, this is what like what you look like if you're going through something difficult, like if you're in an unhealthy space and versus when if you're in a healthy space or a neutral space. I think it's good that it gives that full thing because I think it's really easy, like especially we like to joke around with astrology. It's like, oh my God, I hate this sign. And it's like, or this sign sucks. And it's like, well, no, actually, it's just... <laughs> are you in a bad place like are you are you using a bad coping mechanism yeah, or are you, like, I think or it's are just, using a bad example of yeah, that a bad personality example. type yeah i think it's just it, mm-hmm. it allows you to get a bigger picture um like i read the book that was like it's like it's called the road back to you yes. and it's like all the enneagrams and i read it and i think not only did i gain a really good understanding of like why i am the way i am or like why i make decisions but it really helped when i read about all the other the other types too because then i was like oh if i met someone like that makes sense why they would think this because of you know this childhood wound or whatever (laughs) it is it's like okay that makes sense why they would respond that way yeah and so i think that's really helpful so now i always want to know people's types because i'm like let me let me me understand a little more austin describes people to me he's like oh she's a two oh (laughs) which is so funny because other people have no idea what's going on and i'm like okay i get the gist yeah (laughs) and also what you were saying of how it's just like a generalized of like Mm -hmm. typing people or maybe i was saying that i don't remember (laughs) um but like for example um twos um which is what is it like the care the caretaker caretaker Yeah. yeah twos go to eight when they're unhealthy which is crazy because twos are known for being so kind and gentle and they yeah. love taking care of people. But when they get angry, they get angry and they yeah. confront people and they will stand up for themselves and stuff. And that is so interesting yeah. to me. Well, and something else that's good to know about that is that like, um, yeah, like they have like sign, like types will start to present as another type. But yes. like it's not because twos start acting like eights when they're terrible it's that they take on like unhealthy unhealthy coping mechanisms and so that's good to remember too because it's like eights aren't bad no we all have you know we all have yes it's the unhealthy parts of the eight they take on that part of it and so i think that's like yeah a good thing about it is that it shows how things yeah interact like me for example sorry thomas did you want to say something no please finish your thought (laughs) like me for example sevens when they're unhealthy go to the bad parts of a one so i get very nitpicky and i think that i have nothing in control and everything needs to be in a certain place and i get way too in my head about Mm. things whereas if i'm in a healthy place i go to the good parts of a five and i become um very introspective and (laughs) um i'm able to think through things and um you know dive into certain subjects that maybe i wouldn't have you know i'm able to slow down a little bit i think that's a good way to describe it what is it for nines do you know 
I want to know about me. No, I'll look it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say what I think works with astrology and with Enneagrams is Mm -hmm. that it at least lays out a table full of characteristics and behavioral patterns and stuff that I think people can at least look at, identify, see what work has worked for them, see what they like, and also be able to work on themselves. And I think that that's almost a trend I see with more, you know, feminine presenting people Mm. um, than it is with, you know, the traditional man is not going to, is going to make fun of astrological Mm -hmm. science and stuff. And I think that it's very feminine to be retrospective i mean introspective and Mm -hmm. um reflect and try to like improve and stuff you know i think it's also just because i think uh, i think about this kind of often i also think that if a man or a male presenting person does do that they're made fun of you know and Mm -hmm. it's like it's not that they don't it's that they just aren't allowed to i think i think all the time like on upon first meeting a lot of men i'm like why so boring mm. it's like oh you're actually not you've just had all your personality like yeah. scared out of you yeah <laughs> yeah which i think is really sad and i yeah you know going back to before what we were talking about about sensitivity it's like it's not that you don't feel this way like i don't think there's any i think that it's not that men aren't sensitive or men don't have that kind of introspection they're just not allowed to express it and then eventually they kind of are conditioned into believing they don't feel that way that they're like oh i'm not emotional yeah you are the amount of men i've had say like i'm just not really an emotional person i'm like actually you're the most emotional person i've ever met i'm like i know you want to cry no yeah (laughs) or just like in their behavior i'm like i'm seeing how you're reacting to this or what you're saying and it's like that's an emotional reaction babe and that's not a bad thing either well for them most of their lives it was a bad thing that is you know what that's totally fair i think that it is conditioned to be a bad thing thing. that they get ridiculed for and that's the thing that they get you know harassed and in many cases abused for that's so true and that's why i think it's so important to like try to reinforce this idea that like it's not a bad thing it's really not a bad thing and i think you're right that like that has been a conditioned response to Mm -hmm. think of those things as um bad because it's vulnerability same thing where it's just like damn someone else's perspective is just not going to be mine <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay circling back to um yes tell me about Enneagram. me tell me about me um so nines in stress go mm-hmm. to the bad parts of a six mm-hmm. okay What's so that? that means that you kind of turtle <gasps> um you kind of want to only be around the people that you know and are comfortable yeah. with and you tend to maybe even a word is like be in a routine like you need things oh to be God, stable yeah. <laughs> and you need them to be the same and you get freaked out if they're not basically Ooh. and then in growth you go to the good parts of a three oh and you take charge and um sign up for things and grow and are willing to yeah take the lead in different situations oh my god and i think that's very accurate the good parts that's of so are kind of real oh my god stop <laughs> just saying. wait that's so no, true because imagine if you're doing well you go to the good parts of the three that means that you are taking over the world when no, you're in, actually because when you're that's doing what good. i feel like i am right now like yeah. i'm like i'm doing my class i'm my, my was, voiceover class i was We're just gonna say podcast. oh my god i was gonna guys? say faith like I, that's literally how you've been why am i kind like, of slaying right now no it's like you're like you have a new job we have done so well on the podcast you released a new single you're a voice acting class. You're doing well and you are taking over the world. Oh my God, I love it. I hope I never change. <laughs> I love that for you. What's it for three? I want to know for Thomas. Okay, here we go. Let me look it up. Yeah, get it going. Okay. Um, Thomas, what do you think it is? Mm, I bet that when I'm healthy, I'm more calm probably. <laughs> less, <laughs> less chaotic if I had to guess. Okay, this is... Okay, this is interesting because Ooh. faith, like we just said, when you're not doing well, you oh, go to Oh, because we're like the, in the same like something. Yes, he's the, the same triad. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So this is li- a little bit flipped. So okay, okay. when you are, are doing well, you go to the good parts of a six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like... Ooh. It's like basically the same things, but just flipped. It's like you like having your close circle. You Mm, like mm -hmm. having financial stability like we've talked about. And you like having, yeah, routine Mm -hmm. and you're like loyal to people, if that makes sense. You have good, strong interpersonal relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you are in stress, you go to the bad parts of a nine. (laughs) Um, So the bad, it's that's like sloth, right? Like you take things... 
like slow. You kind of don't want to do anything. Dragger. It's not the same as like turtling. Uh, drag you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what sloth. Like that's no, what yeah. the nine's deadly sin is, right? Drag me. <laughs> I'm sure no, I can no, find. Does that make sense? Um, it does. But I think the, I think I I like understand myself and stuff that sloth like yeah that did add a little puzzle piece to Mm. my psyche really i think so (laughs) you're like wait no that makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah no it's kind of like i mean it's not the same as faith as far as like i know i feel like i keep wanting to use the word turtle (laughs) i'm like you 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 turtle and you turtle that made it perfect sense (laughs) give me a visual but you guys are turtling in different ways if that makes sense like Like, i guess mine is like finding like my stability and stability and routine and, and thomas is more isolation. isolating mm-hmm. yeah and mine is like my own reflective mm. yeah well and yeah. also yeah the bad parts of a nine is like you don't do anything because everything is going to stress you out yes overwhelmed and that's paral- what you do when you're not doing well paral- paral- paralyzing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah just so interesting we had a really great talk this was very <laughs> no, helpful that was for everybody. so good <laughs> I learned a lot about myself. All right. Right. Well, thanks for listening. We love you guys. We hope you enjoyed. We had a very good time. I had such a good time. I did too. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye.